All right, what's up, guys? It's your host, Tori, back on another episode of Sublime Minds. Last week, we chopped it up with our boy on the topic from gutter to glory. And this week, I have exclusive interview with influencer patients. I think she just chimed in. You here, sis? Yes, I am definitely here. All right, well, let's get it. Let's go straight in. So, again, if you missed last week's episode, go check that out. From the gutter to glory, that was crazy. But this week, I have another exclusive with influencer patients. So first thing first, tell us about yourself. Let us know who you are, where you're from, what you got going on. All right. Well, like Tori already told y'all, my name is Patience. Um, I'm a 30-year-old influencer, evangelist in the training, born and raised in South Carolina. And today, I'm just really looking to reach as many people as I can from... um, like I guess you could say like a broken heart point of view and just years of bad relationships and on how God has saved me, like truly saved my life um, and is healing me and taking me through all these crazy changes that's comfortable and uncomfortable. So, yeah. So, okay. She said like 10 things I want to hit on already. And I know y'all want me to hit on them. So I promise I got y'all. But the first thing she said that, that she, stuck out to me is that she's young so she's not an old head but she's not too young so she been somewhere and she got somewhere to go pretty much in between so let's go into the self-love and relationships point of this tell us how did you get here to even be in a place to be speaking to somebody else about self-love and relationships well I have, truth be told, like you said, I'm young, but I have been through so much stuff um, to be a young lady, like going through my first relationship, getting into that when I was like 17 years old and staying in that relationship for like nine years and just being young and not truly having any serious guidance on what self-love really was, just thinking because this dude said he loved me, you know, so it was all good, but it was really just not what I saw it to be, then going and jumping years later when I jumped into another relationship um, and then, you know, having to go through some very traumatic experiences. Um, A lot of people that know me know, but I keep two boyfriends to gun violence. So, you know, just those relationships and the things that I saw going on in those relationships and, you know, even though you can't hang on, hang on. Hang on, Faye. I think you chimed out a little bit. So just to be clear, she said she lost two boyfriends to gun violence, right? Correct. All right. So, yeah, it faded out a little bit, but I wanted you guys to hear that because that's very important. She lost two boyfriends to gun violence. All right. So keep on going about how you got in these relationships and everything else. Keep going. Yeah, so, like, the first boyfriend that I lost to gun violence, you know, that was truly just, like, a friendship at first. And then, you know, being a woman, you jump in it and you want to make it more than what it should have been. And, you know, then he ended up being in the streets. And I knew I should have walked away from that because I'm like, it definitely wasn't a risk. But, you know, a lot of women do it. And I was just trying to as somebody that I wasn't to match this relationship then I end up going through that traumatic experience of losing him. And then maybe like a year or two years later, uh, well, actually about two years later, I got in another relationship and also lost him to gun violence. Um, and 
girl, when I <laughs> when I tell y'all, it, it's just it's been an experience. It really has. And but I, I even so, though you know you can't go keep going. Yeah, so like even though you can't like try to avoid what God is going to do. I just feel like on a personal note, like mm -hmm. I should have loved myself a lot better and not ignored a lot of the signs that, you know, I saw with both of these parties, with all three of these parties, you know, to so I didn't have to go through what I went through. But I'm grateful for everything because it was just definitely a learning experience and, you know, you got to grow. Fact. So what I want to get into, though, is it seems to be a lot of times we as young women, like it sounds sounds kind of like a savior, like, okay, I want to help him get right. I want to help him get out the streets. Um, I want to right. help him be the man that I see that he can be. So what does it do to you, your mental, your emotional, your physical, as you're going through that journey on trying to drag somebody along into being a type of man that you see that they have the potential to be, but they may not even end up being, and then it isn't a result in a way of them even losing their lives, what does it do to you as a woman? For starters, the, the main thing it does is drain you. It drains you. It mm -hmm. sucks every little piece of life that you have in you out. Because, you know, if you're unequally yoked with somebody, you're pouring into them. You're constantly trying to get them to do better. You're constantly trying to get them to see a brighter side of things. You're constantly trying to get them to change, but you can't change people. So while they're stuck on who they are, you know, they may be changing a little bit, you're losing who you really are because you're pouring and you're giving so much of yourself to this person and it's really going nowhere because at the end of the day, you know, they're still who they are. And now you've changed from who you supposed to be. And it's very draining. It's draining. It's a, it's a good experience. I mean, of course, cause I mean like in that time you like, I love this person and it feels so good. But then you have those moments when you by yourself and you just like, I'm just tired. Like I'm really drained. You would never tell him unless it gets to something, you know, like cheating or something like that. And you, then it's when we voice our opinion. But when you're just trying to help somebody grow and help somebody get out of that, that type of lifestyle, you, you're kind of mute to how you really feel and how much it's pulling from yourself. Mm. So basically, you are, you are exchanging temporary satisfaction for permanent damage. In yourself, pretty much, and pretty much. and when you say you're, it, it drains you. It's basically sucking sucking the life out of you as you're pouring it into them. And when you're thinking about draining, it makes me think about a strainer. Like, say you cooking spaghetti or pasta or something, and the only thing it does is it sucks all the water out. And you could be the water because we, if you want to go spiritual. Hey, living waters out of your belly flows, rivers of living water, and so you're you're flowing, you giving them, but the only thing it's doing it's it's just falling out, and you're just being drained and drained and drained, and everything that you was pouring in it wasn't sticking anyway. So the whole time you was not only wasting yourself, but you was wasting the time with them too. Exactly, you're right. That is correct. Wow. So we get into these relationships, and you had. Not one, but two boyfriends lose their life to gun violence. And you talked about how it affected you as a woman. But you also said, I should have loved myself first. For, for a woman who may be in the situation now and may have something going on similar to this situation or that is going to lead to this situation, what do you mean by you should have loved yourself first? Because 
right now she's listening and she don't she doesn't even understand that concept because she thinks she's loving herself first by loving this man. So help her out. I would just say the first thing to be honest is like, you know, to put it in a perspective where everybody will truly understand, it's like on Facebook or on social media right now, you know how everybody got the red flags up and all of this. Truly, mm -hmm. like, do not ignore the red flags. Like, it does not matter how much you think you love somebody or how much you think that you can change somebody. We got to quit trying to date people for their potential versus what they have to offer at that time. Because a lot of people don't see the potential in themselves that you may see. So you're... You, Back to that, you're draining yourself. So you're ignoring the red flags. You're ignoring the the way this person may truly treat you outside of you being in your little bubble of, of clouds. And you're like, I love this person and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All this other stuff that women do, you know, that we do. But you just got, you truly got to stop ignoring the red flags. Um, and so red flags. Yeah, stop right there. Red flags. Because again, we're going to not assume that every female understands what a red flag is because some females have been in been in situations so long to it has become conditioned in them that this is normal. Maybe they not they may have not seen a healthy relationship, so this is all they know. Maybe this is all their friends have been. Maybe this is all they've ever seen a man do to any woman in their life at all. So what we're thinking is a red flag to them that's obvious may actually be a green flag because they don't know any better. So help them understand what is a red flag. I would truly say it's a lot of red flags, but disrespect, you know, as women, as queens, we should not allow men to disrespect us, talk to us any kind of way. Another red flag is if you see yourself changing and you're not changing for the better, you're not, I'm going in a direction that you were already going or in a better direction before you got with him. If you just see yourself going, actually, you know, like, you know how they say you, you be with somebody so long, y'all starting to look like each other or y'all starting to act like each other and talk <laughs> like each other, you know? And that's so true. Like, you know, that's true. It, that is true. <laughs> but it's like, if you it is up, true. if you picking up those bad habits from this person or, you know, you starting to talk how they talking and it's not positive talking stuff like that. That's a red flag. Cause it's like, okay, wait a second. He changing me to be mad all the time. I'm crying all the time. I'm blowing up mm -hmm. his phone. I'm trying to make him love me. I'm trying to explain to him why I'm the one that he need to be with. If a man love you and a man care about you, you're not going to have to go constantly prove your point. You're not going to have to every day be seeking that validation from him or seeking that, um, that confirmation from him that, you know, you, you are his woman or he loves you and stuff like that. And that's a red flag. Like if you, if you constantly happen to try to prove yourself to somebody, there is no way that y'all supposed to be together. And I know a lot of people don't really want to hear that because we have, we live in this society now with our generation and the generation up under us where they feel like you got to go through hell and back in order for to prove that you love somebody or to see that the relationship's strong. Who said that? Like, I don't know who said that, but I agree with you. I don't know who said that, but see, yeah, but see, I think the problem is again, it is, it's learned behavior it's conditioned behavior. And yes. that's all that they saw. And then that's all that they saw. And so it just was passed down from generation to generation. But I think yes. they haven't confused in between 
I do believe that you're going to go through some things and you're going to have to right. grow with the person, but you do not have to go through hell and hot water with a person, especially in the beginning. You know, exactly. I feel like it's a difference in between growing and being drugged and being drained. It's a difference. Right. No, it's not going to be peachy. No, it's not going to be, oh, flowers and cars and candy every day. But, but, Nobody said that you had to you had to stay down till you come up to the point of where you always down and you never really even came up for the relationship to work. I think sometimes we have it so twisted with social media and the rappers and those images that that has been presented as women being ride or die chicks. Well, well, is it really worth being a ride or die chick? Who said you actually had to be a ride or die to be considered the queen of his life? Exactly. Well, who told us and, that? And I think I, I think it I'm was sure I think it was media. That. It was. It was definitely media. Like people feeling like you oh a man gonna cheat. No, they don't. All men don't cheat, just like all women don't cheat. Exactly. All men exactly. don't cheat. All women don't cheat. So it's like, why do I have to deal with a man cheating on me and disrespecting me and making me feel some type of way and treating me like I'm really nothing? For him to love me seven years later. By that time, I'm drained. I don't have anything good to give. <laughs> like, right. he read, and he ready seven years later, and I, I'm out the door. I've I'm out the door. And, and, yeah, I don't even I'm want dead. it anymore. <laughs> right. But, You're not but, even my type anymore at this point. But the thing about it is, I like that you said all men don't cheat and all women don't cheat because it, it's funny, even in our generation, that's a tough thing to even say and to even believe in because yes. I've had people that's important to me and, and I say people that's important to me so nobody can point anybody out, but that has, that I had to unlearn that very thing that all men cheat or oh, a man going to be a man, a man, oh, mm -hmm. oh, every man do that. Every man, no, 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 no. I had to unlearn what I had saw in different places, in different situations, right. and realize that my heart's desires are valid. Because why? Because I am who who I want somebody else to be to me. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I am a faithful person. I everything that I want, I'm capable of giving as well. As far as a woman's standpoint, so it is possible. And that's another thing with our generation. Sometimes we have been so conditioned as we, as women that hey, uh, this it, that's not even possible. That's a norm. It's a norm for right. a man to do that. That's okay. They just a man, right? And it just jumps into allowing the bare minimum. Like, why would you mm -hmm. allow the bare minimum? Like, when you go to a job, you know, and they telling you how much you're, they're gonna start paying you and stuff. If it don't work for you, you're not gonna accept that job. If, oh, for real? if you if you like nah that ain't gonna pay my bills i ain't gonna be able to do that my last job paid me way more than that like Period. i got an offer over here that's offering me way more than that so why would why would i settle why why are we settling for the bare minimum and then what we do is that we make some of these men feel like okay well she allowing me to do this this all i got to do to have that this all i'm gonna do and then we swear we love them so much, like we want to be they ride or die or whatever. And so we allow the bare minimum. But meanwhile, when we buy ourselves, we yearning for more. We want more because we know we deserve more. But we settle for what it is that we can get. And it's like, why is that? Because I feel like so many of us are afraid to be alone. We So we settle. Yeah. 
we want to we want to love somebody because as women we're nurturing we we're loving beings we want to have somebody to to take care of or take care of us and cuddle with me and be there for me and love me we want that so when we find somebody that's at least giving us the bare minimum you're like you know what bam you in i'm gonna take you because he wasn't doing that and he wasn't doing that. at least you're doing a little something i'm gonna take it and then now you mm-hmm. you in a cycle of bad relationships because all because you just wanted to love somebody and you didn't give yourself nor god time to let you heal from the last situation you was in let you heal from yourself because we beat ourselves up a lot unknowingly. You're like, dang, I didn't even realize I don't beat myself up about 15 times today because I'm trying to make sure that I'm a wife, quote unquote, to a boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to give our all and be this and be that and be that while we suck up what we really want and be quiet on what we really want to allow the bare minimum. And it's like, why? And, and so... You said something good. One of your whys was because you're afraid to be alone. Another why was because you haven't healed yourself or forgiven yourself yet. And I want to add to another why because you're, you're, you're trying to fill voids with temporary satisfaction. Right. And the problem with that is it's only going to lead to another void. And until you go to the real source, until you go to the real plug, until you go to the one that can really sustain you, forever and which is that's God you're always going to find yourself needing something more and like you said what what typically happens is you bounce from person to person because this person gave you a little bit of attention all right and then they fell off with attention okay you still you didn't just need attention you needed respect he gave you attention but you lack respect so okay I'm gonna go find somebody that respects me but he doesn't give mm-hmm. me any attention okay and so we just bounce from boy to boy over this this person has a great conversation. They check on me all the time, but then they lack they lack faithfulness. Okay, this person pretty faithful, but they can't do nothing for me. They they won't even wake up and go to work every day. They hey, they sucking me dry. So you just keep selling yourself short right. for temporary right. satisfaction. But the real source, I want you, I want you to get into this because you um you made a comment that you're an evangelist. Get into the guide in it. Talk to the women who doesn't know about a relationship with God and how that can fill them. Break it down for them. Yeah, when I say God is so good, let me just start by saying that God is so good. And a lot of times we don't give God the credit that is due because we are just looking for man on earth to be everything that we need to be our happiness, to be our strength. But when you alone in that room or you alone in your car and you're crying out and nobody else is there, if you just call on the name of Jesus, I promise you, like God is going to come in and you're going to feel this, this, this peace and this comfort just come over you. And Another thing is that, you know, God protects us. We be in these situations where, you know, something should have happened to you or this could have happened. You could have got an STD or you could have got something you couldn't have got rid of. You could have got pregnant by a man that was not going to even be a father or a husband to you or your child. And God protects us. And I had a verse that came to mind when I was getting all my stuff together for this, um, this talk. And it was Psalm 71. Verses one through three, and it said, Oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me and set me free. 
Be my rock of safety where I can always hide. Give the order to save me for you are my rock and my fortress. And that is true. Like, it's like a little kid when something's when we playing hide and seek and we hide and can't nobody find us mm-hmm. if we we don't find that good spot. But God, right. knows, God know where we at. You know what I'm saying? We got that spot. You might mess around and fall asleep right there because ain't nobody found you yet. <laughs> but, but God know where we at. You know, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> and, but see, when you ask God to be your protection and you ask God to come into your life and heal you in every area, areas that you don't even maybe speak on, God will protect us and God will save us and rescue us from things that we didn't even know we needed saving and rescuing from. And so when you just like, you know, sometimes you have to really get your ugly cry on and lay out in the floor and just scream and kick whatever you need to do and welcome God in. He going to be there and he going to heal you. And then what, if you make that thing a habit, if you make talking to God something that you do, and it's not even necessarily, I won't say a habit. At first, you got to make it a habit if that's something that you're not used to. But then it begins to come naturally. You know, you just might be just chilling. And he might just be like, you know what? Thank you, God. I, I love you, Lord. Because you realize mm-hmm. how much you're like, dang, yesterday I was crying and thinking about this dude. And I, and I couldn't get my, I couldn't sleep last night. I ain't ate in a few days. And then... Now you ain't even thought about them all day long. You ain't been eating snacks and Debbie cakes all day long. You just you in a okay. Thing. You bad. <laughs> you bad. I'm, I'm bad. When you when you start eating snacks, oh oh it's oh it's a wrap. Oh, it's, it's a wrap. wrap. <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. If little Debbie come back in the picture, oh she's healed. Oh yeah. But, because a lot of times but, but we get in, yeah we get in relationships. And I speak for myself. I I know that I have gotten in a relationship and I won't say I forgot about God. I turned my back on him, but baby, I strayed away. You know what I'm saying? It'd be times where Mm -hmm. I'm going to church every single Sunday. I'm in there. Then you get in this relationship Mm -hmm. and you and him might do something Saturday night. And now you quote unquote, so tired on Sunday morning, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, if y'all doing stuff, y'all ain't got no business. So you laid up in the bed with him Sunday morning and you just like, okay, I ain't gonna go this Sunday. Then the second Sunday, I'm gonna watch it live. I ain't gonna go this Sunday. Okay, the third Sunday, come on, you know what? And then you start making your own excuses like, I don't have to go to church. God, no, 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 no. (laughs) Wait a second. Because what I always tell myself and I tell my friends is that my relationship with God is very, very intimate. And that is my daddy. That is my best friend. He is my doctor. He's my father, my mother, whatever I need God to be for me. He is that, you know? And so, you know how you got a friend and you like, well, I don't go to her house because she don't never come to my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She don't pull up on me. Right. If, I want, if I want God to come to my house and then welcome him and bite himself in, I got to pull up on him sometime too. I got to pull, pull up, up on him. Pull up on him. I got to. Come on. And I, and I got to got, give him love oh, too. that's good. I it's got so to good. Get dude. Relationships are two sided, even with God. But before yeah. before I go that before I go that route, I want you to um trickle back a little bit to the ones who say, "Oh no, I ain't going to church because I just did this last night, or I don't done too much. I ain't no way God gonna hear me. I just did this twenty minutes ago. I just got up from here." Two hours ago, and you want me to go to God? You, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. God can't accept me. I don't do too much. Talk to them that's thinking that, that right listen. now. When I tell you, first of all, God already know what you did last night. 
God, he was there. He saw you. He was keeping you protected. Before you were going to do what he knew. He knew. He, knew uh-huh. he already knew that was going to happen before it happened. Nobody asking you to wear a white shirt to church that say, last night I was at the club and I had Hennessy and I did this and I smoked. Nobody's telling you to go in there and announce what you did. What that is, is that's the enemy telling you, oh, well, you don't need to go because, girl, weren't you just smoking last night? Weren't you just laid up with that mm-hmm. dude last night? Weren't you di- ain't you leaving a man's house right now and you about to go to church? Really? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's nothing but the enemy trying to keep you from what it is that God is trying to do for you and what the enemy knows that God can do for you, which will pull you further away from him. And he doesn't want that. The enemy doesn't want that. He wants yeah. to keep you down and depressed and in a relationship where... The man is just treating you horrible. You know what I'm saying? And it may and the men may not always be treating you bad. But one thing we have to truly understand is that if God not in it, it's not gonna go nowhere. He could be really a good dude. But if you're not equally yoked mm-hmm. with somebody, if you out here doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, if you live in a lifestyle that God didn't give you permission to live, that God, like I said, God is not in it, it's not gonna go anywhere. And Sometimes we have to just accept it, but you have to take yourself to God. And nobody's saying that you have to run the church this Sunday coming up if you haven't been in a while or if you still finding yourself ashamed to go. But I just be challenging people and I challenge y'all to just start talking to God and telling God what it is that you need. Even if you don't even, if you don't feel comfortable t- talking out loud and telling mm-hmm. him, say it in your mind, he can hear your thoughts. Get a piece of paper and write it down. Write God a letter and tell God exactly how you're feeling and what you're going through. And if and if you are doing things that, you know, you're ashamed of, write those things down and ask God to help you stop those things. But what you got to do is it's almost like, look at God as your therapist when you're first, taking yourself to him and you may be uncomfortable you have to tell god the truth even though he already knows he Mm -hmm. wants to be honest with him as well you have to admit what you know that you're doing that's wrong what you know that you may have done in your past that's wrong that you want god to forgive you for because you have to be specific with god because god not gonna play with you even though he can read your mind he's not gonna play with you you gotta let him know what you need yeah, let him know what it is that you need him to do. And I promise you, he will do it. You don't have to be afraid to go to church. Most people be scared to go to church because, like you said, they worried about this and they worried about that. Don't even worry about nobody. When you go to church, don't even look around and worry about what nobody doing. You going for you and you going for God. Make it seem like it's just a one-on-one thing. You you don't have to talk to nobody and exchange numbers. You can go in there and make that a personal one-on-one thing with God. I promise you, he's just waiting on you. He's just waiting on you to be like, I'm ready. Because he already, he been at your door. He keep knocking. You're not ready yet. Okay, well, cool. I'll come back tomorrow. But what he's doing is that he's still coming. He's still coming trying to get your attention. Exactly. He's still coming trying to get you, trying to trying to save you. Because he sees what we can't see. He knows what we don't know. So he's still coming. But it's up to us to be like, okay, you know what, God, I need you. Because I can't do this without you. So that's that's good right there. But I want to I want to talk about warnings before destructions because you made a point. Oh, God's going to keep coming back. He's going to keep coming back. But I made a comment that you have free will. So let's mm-hmm. get into being disobedient because God is not going to make you talk to Him. God's not going to make you come to church. God is not going to make you say you're sorry or repent. God is not going to make you get up out of bed. God is not going to make you stop going to that club. The thing about it is. Like you said, he wants you to come to him. He's there when you get ready to go, 
But let's talk right. about when we dragging our feet about going. Let's talk about the warning before destruction because be clear, there is a time and a season for it for everything. And yeah. you what you're not gonna do is you're not gonna pimp God. Okay, you're not gonna right. be halfway in and halfway out. Now I'm not saying you gotta be holier than thou from day one and that that's not what I said. Right, right. But you can't pimp God. You can't tell him you're sorry one day to get what you want and then next then the next week oh you back to it because you're good now. Let mm-hmm. them know about the consequences that comes with the actions of them dragging their mm-hmm. feet and trying to pimp God in the situation. Oh, yeah. So, see, what God will do is God will allow things to happen. And mm-hmm. maybe when I tell you, th- those things will not feel good because God has allowed things to happen to me around me to people uh, that I love to people around me and I truly saw it as a sign for myself true indeed it may not have ended well for the other parties or or like I said earlier it may not have felt good but what God is doing is that God is trying to get your attention before he even allows those things to happen so when he waking you up in the middle of the night you may realize that you keep waking up at three four o'clock in the morning those are praying hours to me my grandmother always told me those are absolutely praying hours. so god is trying to get your attention you can't sleep you just got this thing on your mind you keep feeling like am i talking to myself is that did i say that no that's god trying mm-hmm. to get your attention and then it's like he'll move in those baby steps but it'll be big steps to us to him it's the smile it's baby steps but to us it's going to be something very traumatic that's going to happen to you you know what i'm saying you're going you're going to lose somebody or something is going to happen to you you're going to be so in love with this man you're going to be trying to have a family or something and you're going to mess around and really get pregnant you know what I'm saying? And then now you realize that you really don't even want to be pregnant. And then you darn sure don't want to be pregnant by this dude. But God allowed that to happen because he's like, okay, I'm giving you signs before it get bad. I'm trying to show you that. Okay, that's what you want? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you so you can see that's not what you really wanted. I'm going to go ahead. Oh, you don't want that? Okay, well, that's, that's what you want? Well, I'm going to allow that to happen, the total opposite of what you said you wanted, just so you can see that you haven't even been calling me. You ain't came to see me. You ain't said nothing. You ain't even called my name in weeks. Mm. But you know what I love? Even out of all that, even out of all that, be clear. Even after all that, God will still accept you back. Even if you broke his heart a a thousand times. Yes. He will still still clean your slate. Even after all that. First one there, as soon as you call, it's going to pick up immediately. But the mm-hmm. thing about it is, you're not going to pimp him. But the thing about it is, he's so merciful that he's going to be there yeah. even after you tried to pimp him. And then he's going he gonna to be there 100%. He ain't even going to hold you yeah. to it. Only thing you got to do is just go to him. That's who yeah. God is. If you if you didn't know, that's who he is. But I wanted, yeah. to, uh, I wanted to go even into this part of the situation this part of the conversation and situation because I don't want to just put it on it's always the man in the relationship. Sometimes us women can be toxic too. Yeah. It ain't always him. Yeah. So sometimes it's some things within us. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get on let's let's get on that road. Yeah. I I would say with females and with myself 
I have seen a lot where, how can I put this? We're seeking the daddy in our boyfriends and they're not our, they're not mm. our father. So it's like, mm. I want you to love me like this. I want you to do that. I need you to do that. And if you don't do this, then we ain't going to be that. And then you and that and that and this. So you applying so much pressure on this man that's just supposed to be your boyfriend. Y'all supposed to be getting to know each other. And y'all supposed to just be having fun. But you want him to buy you this. And he wants you, you want him to buy that. And you want him to be here at that time and make sure he there at that time. And when I call your phone, you pick up right when I call and do that and do that. And then that's draining on them as well. And so it's like, how can you be the... uh? the woman or be who you're supposed to be or especially if you're trying to teach him something and you just nagging all day long you don't have to nag to get your point across you don't have to have your hand out to get your point mm. across and we have to heal as women before we try to get in a relationship with men like we yeah. you just we just have to our biggest thing truly is healing from daddy issues from stuff that may happen to us when we was kids that we haven't spoke on from Maybe you might, you know, like to get deeper, like you may have been molested. You know what I'm saying? You may have been raped mm -hmm. by somebody you truly trusted. You know, anything as a woman, we go through so much stuff from little girls to young women to grown adults. We go through so much stuff. And mm -hmm. I feel like in the household with women, we are taught to be so strong. We taught to be so strong and get over stuff. And you got to do this and you got to be do that. But nobody taught us how to heal from that stuff and how, okay, if something was to happen, if this stuff comes about, how do we get over that? Like, how do we, how do I not be toxic to somebody else? How do I not, you know, pour off my bad stuff, my bad things that I have on me onto them? Because you can, women, we can get in a relationship with a man that may be everything that God has lined him to be, but it, it's mm -hmm. us. It be us. Now you won't drink this mm -hmm. man. You got him talking and doing doing things he wasn't doing because you're the one that's the the negative vessel. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. you have to you have to be a great woman. You have to be in your word. You have to heal from the things you may have gone through. You have to talk about it. That's another thing that I'm learning to do is that I, I get bottled up. And then I get quiet and nobody yeah, hear from me. Yeah. Nobody will see me. Everybody will be like, you been MIA. I just got that today. They was like, dang, girl, you been MIA. Yeah, because when I get in my feelings sometimes or I get to this point, I disappear. I go into complete isolation. And that's not good, but that's a coping mechanism for myself. I've always had to do that from a young girl to now is... Okay, well, I can't talk to everybody about it because I feel like, you know, I'm the one that people come to. But if we're the ones that people come to, who are we going to? Of course, God. True indeed. But, you, should, but yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, true indeed, he's the you one to You still need a person here. You're, you're human. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so you have to have so right somebody here. that. Yeah. Yeah. So right here. I want to, okay, we're coming up on the 35-minute mark, so we're going to wrap it up in just a few minutes, but before we do, okay. I really want to hit on this, because we probably, we're probably going to have to go into a part two, but let's talk about healing and coping mechanisms, positive coping mechanisms. Let's talk about that to the women that says, okay, all that was good, what they said, and they said I need to heal, and I want to heal, and I want to go to God, but how I how do I? I what 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 is a positive coping mechanism? What is 
healing. How do I do that? Because I thought I healed. I thought I was healing when I blocked everybody. I thought I was healing when I shut down and didn't talk to everybody. I thought I was healing when um I just went MIA. I thought that was healing. I thought I was healing when I bottled all my feelings and I stuck it up and I stopped crying and I moved on. I thought that was healing. Let's yeah. talk about <clears throat> positive healing. How do you heal? How did you come out of where you came out of and now you're at this place? How did you get there? What did you do? I will be honest. The number one thing that I tell everybody that asks me that question is writing. Get yourself a journal. Mm -hmm. Get some paper. I don't care if you're in school. Get, get a piece of notebook paper. Get a sticky note. Get a whatever you need to do. And you write down your pros and your cons about yourself. You write down your habits that you have, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And then you write a letter to yourself. You got to write an apology letter to yourself for everything that you have allowed, for things that have happened to you that you haven't allowed, but that you keep holding on to and you keep beating yourself up about. You have to write. And that helped me in so many ways. Writing, the, writing out for starters, writing out those pros and cons, you would be amazed. I was like, dang, that's really how I feel about myself. And you'd be like, okay, well, some of that got to change. Or, gosh, I didn't know that I, I thought that about myself. Like, and then your habits. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't even, a lot of people hear habits and they think, oh, well, I drink all the time or well, I smoke. No, habits could be that, you know, when, th that you don't do nothing for yourself. You do stuff, to, you do stuff for everybody mm -hmm. but yourself. That's a bad habit because why are you not thinking about yourself? Pros and cons. And like I said, write yourself a letter. And then something I did maybe like two months ago was I wrote out my bad habits and I wrote out my cons. I wrote them all out and I took it outside and I burnt that paper up. Now I'm not sure exactly what it did, okay. <laughs> but I burnt that up. You burned it up. Like, it signified it. Let burning it go. Your life. Yeah. Burning it let out. Let that stuff like, go. It's let done. it go. It's done. Okay, that, but that I, oh I, man, okay. Yeah, write a letter to yourself. Keep going. Write an apology letter to yourself. I'm telling you, you gonna cry, you gonna start snotting, and be honest because ain't nobody reading it but you. Be honest with yourself because a lot of times, like you said, we try to forget stuff. So we put it way in the back of our mind and act like it never happened to us. You don't have to act like that with you. If you're not gonna be honest with nobody else, be honest with you and be honest with God. God already know, but he still wants us to be honest with him too. But be honest with yourself. Write that letter out to yourself and be honest about what it is that you may want to change about yourself or apologize to yourself and just write that stuff out. That's a great coping mechanism as well. If you normally are cooped up in the house and in your room, go to the park or something and get some fresh air. So I, it took something really, really, really bad to happen to me for me to realize something as simple as God really created beautiful trees. Like, and so some people right. they may be like, the trees? Yeah, because you get so caught up in moving, 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 riding down the road. You ain't looking at no trees, walking. You ain't you ain't looking at that. But when you outside and you just being grateful, you just thanking God for everything, and you look at the trees, like, look at the life. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this. Mm -hmm. It You just appreciate life in a different perspective. Get out the house. You don't have to necessarily be around people. And I feel like when you're healing... You don't, you don't need to be around a lot of people. You need to be around the right people when you are around people. Right. 
And what I what I used to do as a coping mechanism when I was younger, when something was going on with me, is I used to think I had to drink and I had to smoke. I had to get out of my mind. I had to, I don't mm-hmm. want to feel it. I don't want to think about it. But that stuff really didn't help me because when you get drunk, you keep talking about it. You get high. Now you're thinking more about it. Now you're paranoid and all this other stuff going on. That stuff really don't help you. But when you keep a clear mind and you go outside or even if you need to be in your room, wherever you need to be, just make sure that it's positive and that it's, it's when you get done doing whatever you're doing, you feel better, even if it's just a little bit. Don't cry. Don't pick your favorite Summer Walker song or your favorite gospel song that makes there's a praise song. She that make don't you cry, have cry, cry. you crying. <laughs> don't don't be just somewhere crying. Cause true indeed, we need a release, especially if you a tough person and you holding it in. Your coping mechanism is gonna be a little different from some people when it when it comes to people being super, super strong, you know. But mm-hmm. just Absolutely. just switch it up. Try try something different. But I, I always challenge people to start off by writing. Get a journal and just write every day. Pick you out of time where you're going to write about how your day went, how you felt today, you know, what you eat for lunch, how did it go, stuff like that. And that that is self-love. Love yourself first. And as we wrap it up, um, I am a big advocate for writing as writing has gotten me to where I am. Writing is a gift that God has given me and he has allowed yes. me to share it with you guys through my book, The Travel Guide for Her Elevation. You can get that from yes, Amazon. I'm almost done. Just type in <laughs> the, tra- <laughs> the Travel Guide for Her Elevation. It is writing prompts in there. It is devotionals in there. I'm telling you. It will guide you through your elevation. You can also get it from my website. Go ahead and check out my website, Elevation, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, the number four, her, A-T-R. So Elevation, the number four, her.com. Check it out on my website, and you can get it from Amazon. But we're going to wrap this up. We got to hit you guys with a part two. I think part two, I think I already got a title, Healing the Soul. I think, I think we're going into healing for part two because... We both use writing as a healing method. And you guys know how to contact me. You can hit me up through my podcast. It's available on all streams. Your phone breaking up, sis. My website. All right. My website. You can hit me up. um, Elevationforher.com. Facebook, Tori Scott. Instagram, Tori Scott. Whatever you need. If you heard this live and you got questions for me, hit me up. And for our influencer patients, let the people know if they want to talk to you, how can they get in contact with you? We can still hear you. We can still hear you on the feed. All right, run it, run it back one more time, influencer patients. All right, I think I, I think our other feed is um, going out. All right, so we're gonna get influencer patients contact info. You guys hit me up on here. Um, they can still hear me, influencer patients. I think um, the feed faded you out, but it's good. 
So we're going to double back with a part two talking about healing. Again, visit the website, elevationforher.com. Go ahead and hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever platform, Tori Scott, TikTok, Tori Scott. And again, if you need that book, if you need that book, The Travel Guide for Her Elevation, it's on the website and it is on Amazon. All right, guys, so we're going to wrap this up. We're going to give you guys a part two coming up. Be on the lookout for Sublime Minds next episode. Shout out to God, first and foremost, and shout out to Influencer Patients. Love you guys. All right, women, that was from the women's hearts. Men, you can get some, something from it, too. We love you guys, and we out.